With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And indeed, welcome to the Blood and Mud podcast. The podcast is back to its OG lineup this week. Mm Mm-hmm. Decided to come back, have you? The original and some I'm not even gonna pretend that some would say best, but you know, some would say you know, some would say acceptable. There's a question for you. Is there any lineup how what lineups have they got better in the in the iteration? Some would argue the stones got better in it in their yeah. iterations. Yeah, I mean you certainly argue that McTaylor Stones is better than Brian Jones Stones in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody's arguing for Ronnie Wood, are they? Um, Not really. No. Um, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's one to ponder over. It's one to ponder Metall- that one, isn't it? Metallica, yeah. arguably, without uh, Dave Mustaine, probably a better band. Yes. Yes. Art controversial one. Where Metallica would be better with Newstead than Burton? Well, indeed. Now, that's a real, you know, can of worms I'm over in there. So I'm going to leave it. <laughs> so here we are, back two people with you again to talk rugby. Two people very much at the opposite end of the child-rearing timeline. Yeah, big time. <laughs> like, yeah. Noah's, See, lots of lovely, cute family. things of you, of, of, of you and your lad, you know, having wonderful times Indeed. on slides and things. Indeed, he went on his first slide while we were on holiday. He's, as he, we speak, he seemed to enjoy it. He enjoyed it a lot, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's put a, yeah, he has a good face on when he enjoys things. Uh, he's currently uh, going in his own room for the first time uh, to Ooh. sleep tonight, which is uh, which I'm sort of watching on the the monitor on my phone out of the corner of my eye to see just how badly it's going. But uh, he seems asleep, so I'm going to take that as a win. They always surprise you. <laughs> the things surprised- they can do and the things they can't do always surprise you. He surprised me with the tipping point of the last four nights being that he decides to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and then just not want to go back to sleep, which... Oh, oh, uh, that's helpful. <laughs> that that was kind of the tipping point. Of, it's time for him to go into his own room now. It's like if he wants to just yes. sort of babble to himself in, on his own at three o'clock in the morning in his bedroom, crack on some, not, not when you're sat there. God, I've, got, I've got a lot of respect for you making the decision early. Some people lock themselves into a fucking nightmare with a kid in the room, honestly. <laughs> that's, so, that's kind of, I mean, we like having him in with us, but at the same time, it was just like there has to be a moment. And the moment was like four nights of not getting any sleep because he's just going... Likes the sound of his own voice. Where's that oh, come yeah. from? <laughs> Couldn't possibly tell you. Um, but yeah, you're at the, the the very very other end of that whole charge reading scale this week. Yes, yeah, so my youngest went to university this weekend. Wow. Um, we delayed it as long as possible. My wife just pretended it wasn't happening <laughs> for ages. Just kept, even though we were like buying stuff for her to move out, she wouldn't even entertain even a ten second conversation about it actually I mean, I mean, happening. I mean, that has been me with Noah going into his own room, which has kind of been. <laughs> Sort of floating the idea off for about a month, maybe two months, and I've just been like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe like next week or the week after, after you come back from holiday, and then yeah." So, so we went in and we did. I, I did the dadmin I was prepared for getting her smart television to work on the university residential Wi Fi. That was my. That was what things. I dealt with when yes. we went there. While Natalie unpacked everything and tied everything away and made sure the kitchen stuff was all sorted, then we went for a meal and then we came back to drop her off again. And 
We gave her a hug, and then me and Natalie sat in the car and cried for five minutes before I could actually drive off. So I mean, yeah. I, some I people listening right. will have experienced this. I think it's entirely got this to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it, uh, it shows yeah. how old I now am that, like, you're talking about smart TVs and holds a residence Wi Fi. When I went to university, which was not that long ago, I mean, mm. it was a long time ago. I mean, it was nearly 20 years ago, but, like, still. When I went to university, we didn't have Wi-Fi in our halls of residence. On the day that day after we moved in, we had to go on mass down to university IT services with our fucking compute, with our big tower computers in hand, and ha- and had to be then put on to the university's LAN network, so that we could then plug into a LAN thing in the wall and go on the internet and play games. Well, um, what a concept. Well, as we've established, I'm a decade older than you. So you talk about the way thing. I left university in 1998 when they just got internet in the the learning resource <laughs> center, as it was called then. They stopped calling it a library. Um, and I, and and there was one lad who lived with us who had a computer. None of us, none of us. I had to like basically book time on his computer to write my dissertation because almost apart from a dissertation, everything else has been done in biro still and queue yeah. up and hand it in. You know. Well, yeah. When I the, weirdly the year before. I went to uni, which would be 2003, um, when I went and did my stupid Euro music college thing. I There was one guy in the house with a computer in his bedroom that we got on the internet, that we could get on the internet with, and that was it. I didn't have my own computer. I didn't have room for it in my room, so I didn't have my computer. Nobody else had a computer. And so, like, when he was out of an evening, like sometimes quite often I would just stay in when everybody else was out and I'd just go on his computer and go on the internet and go on I all the forums. Well, <laughs> that would have been a bit weird. <laughs> that would have been a bit <laughs> in somebody weird. else's room. It's just a bit weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and, and you know, it shows how much he's got now Wi-Fi. Yet she logged in on a phone, and then I we had to we I worked it out. We had to add the MAC address of the telly onto her account so that it could access the wow. the internet. So there you go. Yeah, lamp ports like in the room the, and everything. Yeah, it sounds like we went to the fucking in university in the age of steam, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, like, it really does comparatively. And and other side of the time, speaking of the internet and the way things are these days, my daughter's living with an influencer. We've discovered. Fucking hell. A girl from London, who seems very lovely, a girl from London, but she's got like 50,000 YouTube followers. She does Fucking vlogging hell. of herself shopping oh and my God. all that stuff, but she seems very, very nice. She's going to be like, she's going to get roped into that, isn't she? Well, like, that's the hilarious thing because you know how much I put myself out like this. Hello, everybody. And mm-hmm. do dickhead videos of myself sometimes and sing in public and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. is not Katie's bag. At all, and I've been saying I cannot wait as he tries to involve you in saying this is my new housemate, Katie. Again, he just stood there with a face like thunder. They'll be, they'll, yeah, off. they'll be, they'll be on a night out or something, and she'll have like a ring light and a fucking a phone on a one of those selfie stick things. Yeah. Oh God, I'm She's really al- that wasn't a thing when I was at university. Christ, Katie's already put a stake in the ground though by insisting they all played Ring of Fire drinking game last night, and she had to put nice. them both to bed. Good stuff. So she, she, she's established a, <laughs> established you know, dominance, a dominance already of you lot can't drink because <laughs> because she's Welsh, therefore she yeah. can drink. It's just, it just yeah. comes as part of the, the just, national psyche, doesn't it? Yeah, it's weird that it's not even a genetic thing. It's it's, it's it just goes, it just goes to show that being good at drinking is a state of mind as much as it is a physiological yes. thing. So she's taking a Welsh bucket hat with her. She's making a very big point. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing that thing we were talking did you see you I'm, i assume that you saw the michael sheen uh i did League we talked Earth. about it last week yeah we did i mean there's something like on the one hand like a, an incredible like monologue to deliver in that situation with that and he's obviously a, a consummate pro and an actor and a thesp and all of that stuff but at the same time there was a slight cringe to it that comes with that sort of he's got that like what I what me and my mates described as turbo heroes where like 
You, you've been away from Wales for so long. Does he not live in Wales anymore? He like, does live there now, but I think he lived away for so long. And I get it to an extent. It's like the more time you not you spend not living in Wales, the more sort of turbo Welsh you can sort of become in to kind of comp- compensate for it. And I feel like people like Michael Sheen, people like Anthony Hopkins sometimes as well, like Ewan Griffith, all of these Hollywood dudes, they spend so much time away from Wales that they they get a bit cringe about how much they love being Welsh and how much they want everybody to know they're Welsh. And it's like, actually, lads, you just need to... I, think like, it's too I like much. it, I like it's it, but you need to tune it down about 7 it's, or 8%. It's, it's, it's the Liverpool Scouser uh, multiplication syndrome, isn't it? <laughs> Distance times multiplication <laughs> matrix sort of thing. Yes, indeed. Um, Yes, that's what she's doing. She's living, her whole residence are very nice, they're very new. They only built it in 2019, so they're very, very lovely on the mm. canal, of course. It's oh, lovely. But even better than that, they're across the car park, an indoor car park, they're across an indoor car park from Sainsbury's. So oh. I took her for a shop yesterday, pushed it around, and it was fucking insane in there because obviously it was closing for four hours today. Oh, mate. So everyone, had gone, everyone had gone fucking insane. <laughs> so anyway, we went in, we did it, but the people, we pushed the car park, across, sorry, we pushed the trolley across the car park into the halls of residence, into the lift, oh. into her flat. Perfect. And then took the trolley back to the car park. So that, that's her setup for the year. At one point, loads of people were moving in, weren't they? Yeah, and as helpers, he kept using trolleys to move people's stuff out. Because one point, Sainsbury's fellow come over and was basically like, "We had this yesterday. There were no trolleys. Can you please stop using the trolleys?" And they were all like, "Yeah, yeah, no not... problem." Put them back as soon as he walked off. He just went and got more trolleys. These are yeah, not a... those little porters' trolleys that you get in hotels. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's their own fault for not putting their maglock things on it. It really like, is. In... To be fair, do you know what I mean? Like, like put it at the exact end of the car park before you go into the Hall's residence. That's just silly. Talk about fucking mad supermarkets, though, mm. right? This podcast very nearly had to be pushed back <gasps> tonight because I went... I was making I was making tea tonight for me and my wife, right? And I was like, oh, I forgot a red pepper and some coriander. I was like... And red both... pepper, I can live with that, but coriander lifts it, doesn't it? Coriander lifts exactly. it. You, you can't, you can't I was making tacos, so it's kind of like you need oh, the well, yes. you need right, the yeah. and the yeah. sweetness of the pepper. And anyway, so I was like, well, Big Asda's literally like five minutes away. Like, it opens at five. It's one of the supermarkets that's reopening at five. I'll pop in. Oh, no. Not opening. Oh, no, it was open. Oh, it was I like, see. Imagine Christmas Eve plus, <laughs> and you will have... It's been closed about six hours. <laughs> it was been, it's hilarious. literally been closed for eight hours. It's been closed, well, I mean, it's been closed since like four o'clock yesterday afternoon until five o'clock today. So it's been I imagine you took it very days. philosophically. I mean, I was just sort of, because I had Noah with me, because I was like, oh, I'll take Noah for a nice little walk. You know, it's about, you know, only about half an hour. You can look at the shops. You can, you know, he likes looking at people. And then literally the queue for the, because obviously Asda has like entirely automated basket checkout area. Like, and it's a huge one. There's about 20 tills in it, right? Mm-hmm. And the queue was, and I counted because I, I walked at the start and I was like, hang on, is this still going? There was 53 people in the queue at about five to six. So it had been back open an hour by this point. Um yeah, and and like all of the like normal big tills were like queuing down the aisles from the tills with people doing their big shop. Like people absolutely lost their minds when Asda shut for twenty five hours. People in the queue was was there like a, a chocolate coffin? I, don't, I, I just genuinely over. don't know. It was I was I just like I thought oh, I've got to get two things. I'll just grab them. You know, it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be a bit busier than normal because people haven't been able to go to shop for a day. No. People absolutely went like this. It's like they're Hog wild. It's like they're expecting Charles to drop at any time, so they might have to do another one next week or something. I don't know what they expect is going to happen, but it was absolutely bananas. It literally took me about half hour to just get two I, things. I'd run out of diet coke because my wife Natalie has dealt with the upset of Katie going to uni mm-hmm. by going to Mallorca at three o'clock this morning with her friend. <laughs> And I'm really pissed off I didn't get in there first to do this. So we came back from Spain last Tuesday, and she's gone again this morning. And she's been sending photos. She's in Santa Ponza. It looks fucking lovely. And she's been sending photos all day. Meanwhile, 
I have to face the fact that my children aren't here by rattling around in my house on my own with the dog being no fucking help at all, just looking at me like a fucking moron, like dogs do. So, um, so yeah, so I had to go have a Diet Coke, but of course everywhere is closed apart from, I did find, there's, there's a few Polsky sclepts in town that I think are run by Kurdish lads, so they're not run by Poles, so they were open, but they only had Pepsi Max, but that's an acceptable trade oh, I know, you know you'd, you'd be first in I'm, for Pepsi Max. I'm, I'm, I'm first that. in for Pepsi Max, yeah, I'm a big PM. But while I was there, I noticed Subway was open. I thought, oh, I might get myself a Subway. But I thought, that's, I didn't expect that. I know. But <laughs> the side of the door Subway said, it opened today as a sign of respect at 12.02 and would be closing at 6 p.m. So it allowed the staff to have so the allowed- silence at 12 o'clock, then only opened for five hours, 58 minutes, <laughs> and it was closing. You know, you just, so you know, you stand there thinking... What was the meeting like? Do you know what I mean? When, they, when, yeah. when this is what they decided? What were they considering? Yeah, the... yeah, and the best thing about that is that all subways are like local franchises. The franchise run, aren't they? Yeah, That's why they're right. so variable in terms of quality. Um, but like, so some like some bloke who owns like four subways, like had to send an email basically going, you can have two minutes uh, <laughs> to think about the dead queen. And then get them and plastic back, gloves back on, you little work. shit. Yeah. But but those those weirdly sort of spongy bread things better be in the oven while you're having that two-minute silence. I think I was eating it today. I was thinking it is, it is like a weird... Somehow they've got a hybrid of cardboard and sponge. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? And- How can it be card spongy, too spongy, but also too hard? All at the same time. And weirdly, strange. I don't know if you like if you have you ever delivered Subway. Oh no, I well, wouldn't go that far. I mean, I've done it because my my options around here are very limited, fast food wise, and like it's like they get a person who's never seen a sandwich before to make the delivery orders because it's too like you go into the don't shop. Don't they call them sandwich ninjas when they're recruiting them or something? something sandwich, stupid, something awful sandwich like that. Yeah, sandwich artisans. Um, but yeah, like, it's like they've got somebody who's got no hands and has never seen a sandwich before to make the ones that they send out on the delivery orders because they're perfectly capable of making a sandwich. You can go to the shop and they'll make you a fine one. But somehow you take the eye of Sauron off the of the general public off them, and the wheels just come off. It's an absolute shit show. Anyway, indeed, rugby. <laughs> rugby. Well, last point. Facebook user says coriander. You left the house for coriander. I wouldn't scratch my balls for coriander. It's a very coriander divisive is a very, herb. Very isn't it? Herb, a very isn't it? divisive herb People is coriander. Cannot stand the thing. Or cilantro but, for you American indeed. people listening. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it does well, divide I opinion. I don't I like, you it. know, I won't put it on anything, everything, but I do feel like it lifts a dish. My dad does. My dad puts everything mm. into a salad. <laughs> I mean, he he explained, I made a salad today, he says, and he starts telling you, like, but this sounds like, but the list of ingredients as long as you don't. Know, I mean, he's got like Worcestershire sauce by the end of it and all sorts. It gets very confusing <laughs> with my dad. I just let him get on with it. Amazing. Yeah, so anyway, so that's us. That's what we've been up to. Um, yeah, did you watch the funeral? Did you watch the, uh, the I didn't watch a single minute of the funeral today. Okay. I had to take Natalie to the airport at half one this morning. Mm-hmm. I also had to then go from Manchester Airport to my son's house in Manchester that he moved into last week because he forgot because we forgot to put his bike on the back of the car. <laughs> so I took his bike to him at half four this morning, which but you can imagine how that went. What was funny is I dropped him off last Friday and they've got a smoke alarm that was going beep Yep. every two minutes. Um, I, said, you need, I said, you need to phone your landlord about this. It's obviously, it either needs servicing or needs a bit of a retest. Fine. I went there this morning, still there. Beep. And you could hear it from across the street. How the hell are sleeping like, through it? I don't know. Booze for like, it. The, commit, the commitment to not having to engage in admin of students in a student yeah. house is, is really good. So, and the sort of short version, I got back home about five o'clock this morning and mm. went back to bed. Woke up, I think, just as the funeral was starting. Did it start at 11? Something like that, yeah. I was having a shower and all that. And then I came down and I used to watch the end of the new series of Cobra Kai, which is the single, I mean, it's it's so bad, so yeah. bad. And yet I binge watched it back to back from the minute it dropped. <laughs> it's so awful. I can't describe it to you. It's, yeah, I don't no, even yeah, know, I hate myself while I'm doing it. But I just so many people stop. I know are just like watch Cobra Kai. It's hilariously, amazingly awful. And I want to, 
but like, yeah, I've just never, I've never dived into it. Yeah, it is, it's terrible. It is absolutely. Imagine like, you know, like, you know, like we all love Buffy, right? But you can yeah. recognize the daftness of it. Oh yeah. Imagine that, but like one hundred and fifty percent worse, and, <laughs> and it's just surviving on nostalgia. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Anyway. You remember the eighties, don't you? Yeah. Don't you? I think I love the crack. I was ten when the Kratty Kid came out over here. So you know it is. That's the thing. Anyway, yeah. So I didn't see a minute. What about you? Did you did you consume any of it? I mean, yeah, it's been because obviously I've been off since. Like, aside from the day after she died, I've been off work. So, aha, uh-huh. and, and quite a lot of that time was spent in a sort of, you know, a, a luxury lodge slash chalet um, in in Pembrokeshire with my mum who I didn't think was much of a royalist before this week. Hmm. But fuck me, she liked the Queen. Did she? And she's <laughs> she's got short shrift for my incredibly cynical take. On... <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> on the whole thing. Was it was um, it was was it off the books of the topic for most of the time you were there? Basically? I mean it basically sort of after about two days we just sort of found common ground in finding the people in the queue a bit ridiculous but there there you go that was yeah that was yeah other than that just just absolutely not worth it um but yeah so as a result and weirdly i feel like i've been weirdly compelled with watching all the most sort of pompy ceremony bits because i just find it all so weird and like, but quite compellingly weird. In a it's not like... a million miles away from Cobra Kai in many ways. They're ridiculous characters. You don't know what the plot line is really for, and yet you can't stop watching. Yeah, yeah, and you sort of, and you kind of turn it. It's just like uh, Britain is the 1950s again, all of a sudden, and we're like, sort of, in terms of like our deference to our betters, and like, I mean, who knew that like rugby union was the only like middle class distraction that had a weird preoccupation with odd ideas of what respect is like you know it's it's yeah it's just so odd uh, I found, but i found it weirdly compelling like this all the weird like trumpeters that's and, how they get you that's they, why i still go to church as a roman men, catholic <laughs> men with longbows in 2022 incredible like so, yes i didn't watch it because I there is I, I said this last week. There are myriad opinions on this. I'm genuinely not that bothered, and I don't find it that interesting. So I'm leaving it at that, really. So I'm not really watching it. Some my kids, I've been in a raging piss boiling temper about the entire idea. For two, I think a combination of young Welsh nationalist tendencies and just being a bit young. Uh, yeah. I don't think the. My I mean, daughter yeah, was very, the... very pleased when a when a flatmate said they weren't that arsed either, so she could kind of then relax a bit and didn't have to kind yeah. of like, um... yeah. So there's all that, but I do know there are, as I said, I said last week, there are ex-service people listening and stuff like that. My brother-in-law is an ex-service person, and it it, it is an entirely different relationship to the monarchy, given Absolutely. all that stuff. So, yeah, people, yeah. people, people should do what makes them feel okay on a day like this. I suppose. Indeed. Plus, it's you know, it's a bit of escapism before we head into the full economic meltdown of what's happening at the end of the yeah, life. Yeah, it's been probably, nice to so. forget about that for a couple of weeks, isn't it? So you know. Speaking of economic meltdowns, we try and talk about some rugby. So if you want to get yes. into it, I'm Lee. Hello, I haven't even done that bit yet. And over there, returning for a massively Hello. long introduction is Josh. You knew that already. Because just by the length of the introduction, you knew yes, I was back, let's be honest. You did keep quiet when we were about to start, though, unlike Ree last week, who just babbled over the start, which was hilarious. <laughs> well, um, that's because I've learned um, after doing uh, Robbie and Robbie's podcast, World Cup podcast a couple of weeks ago, where I just started chipping in before I'd been introduced, and then... <laughs> realized that uh, that's actually really rude i probably shouldn't have done that but i was just like sorry there's a joke to be made there and i'm gonna fucking make it yeah well you can't invite a wolf into a sheep's den and blame it for behaving the way you expect it to behave can you Indeed. But it, it has to be shitting all over the place yeah so anyway you want to get in touch with us at blood and mudley at bloodandmud.com on the email either josh uh at josh gardner or at rock underscore mag uh yeah where wherever you find podcasts we're also on patreon.com slash blood and mud mm-hmm. Where you can come along and get extra stuff. You know all this by now, honestly. You, know you lot who aren't paying for it, you know all this by now, and you you know yeah. you have to just sleep with your own consciences about why you're not paying for your extra stuff. Well, you <laughs> yeah. do get Facebook group, extra episodes, summer episodes, extra bits of the episode every week, 
all on it and whatever podcast player you want to stick it into. You don't have to deal with a Patreon message, the Patreon app, because to be honest, it's crap. Once you've paid, stick, stick the RSS somewhere else. So you get a private RSS to use. So come along. It'll be great fun, I promise. Certainly will. So shall we begin, Josh, as we always begin? Far too late. I've been bored everyone's shitless with a player spotted. Mm -hmm. Ellis Davis DMs on Twitter. He says, hello, Lee. He says, I know you're overflowing with player spotted, but I have yet another for your backlog, he says. Yeah, we have got quite a few. Yours has been plucked out. I like that. So there you go. I also found, you know, we've got the podcast Facebook group now, which is private mm-hmm. and people who are patrons. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when the when I had a blog, I've got the Blood and Mug Rugby blog page, which I've not looked at for fucking ages. Oh, yeah. Words out of the day, loads of people have been sending messages there. Mistake. Oh, man. So I've got a load of spotters I didn't know I had that are all backlogged <laughs> there for about 18 months. So I'm really sorry if anyone sent one there, but that's, I mean, you know, there's enough admin to be doing without having to do all this. So anyway. Ellie says, hi, Lee. I know you're overflowing with play spotters, etc. I've just seen Leinster's Michael Alalatoa at a beach cafe in Owenahincha, West Cork. Lovely. While I was frantically changing my protesting toddler's nappy on a nearby beach, nearby <sighs> bench. I feel uh, that. Yeah. Did you have a bit of that in Pembrokeshire last week? Oh, yeah. Nappy changing on a beach shouldn't happen. Uh, he stopped at the cafe and went and bought him and his presumably wife-stroke girlfriend coffees. Looked like an ice caramel latte type thing, says Alice from the distance. Got back in his car, did a slightly shonky U-turn and drove off. Probably wise, given he was in deep monster territory in a blue car emblazoned with a big Leinster badge. <laughs> <laughs> they would have thought it was Peter O'Mahony after he had to wear that shirt. Oh, no. Yeah. So there you go, Michael Alatoa changing the top, toddler's nappy and buying an ice caramel latte type thing. Where do you... Oh, hang on a minute. Now, you don't do hot drinks, do you? Not really, no. Where do you stand on hot drinks that have been made cold and into a kind of milkshakey thing, like these iced coffees and all that shit? I just, ultimately, I apply the same uh, sort of metric to... I do to pretty much everything, really, and is that, and that is... Would I rather drink a nice glass of Coke than this? <laughs> and the answer is invariably, yes. I'd probably rather drink the Coke or the Pepsi Max or whatever. So I've got nothing against them, but it's just like, I've had the best. Why would I try the rest? I've no time for them. And, and then ones that are just a big bowl of cream with a straw in the top that you get from <laughs> Starbucks. Yeah. My wife quite likes the sort of iced frap, whatever the hell's. And I've occasionally had a sip, and it's just like, this is just pure yeah. sugar. There's only so many names for things that I can remember and decipher as well <laughs> at my age. So basically, I have to, all I can order is coffee because I don't know what a frappuccino is. Is it a no, frozen indeed. cappuccino? Is that what it's called? I so. I, I'm guessing yeah, it must I, be. I'm absolutely coffee. And then it becomes a frappe. I don't know. I have no idea what that is. So I just, I just let them get. And I, I've got no intention of finding out. And if I did, I wouldn't speak to the person who was called that anyway. So yeah, all of our like coffee nonce followers absolutely are just losing their minds right now. I love coffee. I love a good coffee. I've got a proper coffee machine. I've got all that Ooh. kind of shit. Not a problem. But it's um, it's it's. I'm going to bean to cup though because I, I keep thinking about buying one. And every time I look at the price, I go, "How much?" Nice. <laughs> so I don't think I absolutely. You know, the money that I saved by not becoming a coffee guy and not on the expenses that that requires uh you know basically has kept me in sort of rugby Vest. apparel and vests <laughs> and, and off-field rugby gear for for years now frankly that's where all my fucking all my coffee budget goes on to lose merch so thank you alice anyway if anyone else has got a player spotted you can keep sending them in that i my dms are open or the patron messaging service is available for people who are Lovely patrons, or of course, there's Lee at bloodandmud.com. Should you wish to do the old fashioned email, either do people mm. email each other? Not that they do, do they? I've got one small group of friends who still e- do chain emails to each other. Oh, fair play. When yeah, I suggested no, to them my kids, it's like I've just suggested that they, you know, get on a penny farthing <laughs> or something. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> you've got a pound, you've got, some, you've got a, a group carrier pigeon, is that it? <laughs> Oh, Ross Mather's coming in. Bean to cup machines are crap and break down a lot. They are the James Haskell of coffee machines. There you go, then. That saved me 400 quid. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You're not interested anyway. 
And, the, and the, you know, it's just even big, big stuff on your worktop as well. I've become obsessed with my worktop being uncluttered. Ever since I've gone to a non a non kettle boiler tap kitchen, anything oh, yeah. that goes on the worktop now just feels like really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I'm kind of you know, I've got so many things on my worktops at the moment in terms of just things required for having a small child. I've got my so yeah, oh, I haven't yeah, got a coffee machine, but I have I have got a fancy thing that makes this formula. Which is genuinely the best purchase I ever made in my life. Um, and I've just said that we need to move things on, but I'm fascinated now because obviously, so it makes the formula for you. It doesn't make like so. You know how making a formula out of a bottle is a right pain in the ass. Yeah, because you've got to like get eight bottles lined up and go one, one, yeah. one, one, yeah. two, <laughs> yeah. two, yeah. two, and you, two, and you've got it, and you've got, and you're supposed to boil the kettle and then let it cool down for half an hour to seventy degrees or whatever, and all of this nonsense. No, 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 no. It's like a coffee machine. You press a button, and it puts water out. It puts a shot of like hot water that like uh, disinfects the yeah. formula powder, and then it fills it up the rest of it with equivalent amount of cold water, so that it's perfect temperature in about a minute and a half. And well, it still- is. You still got to put the formula in yourself, which is so you still got to count the formula scoops in, so it doesn't solve, yeah. it doesn't actually solve the problem that you need solving. It solves it solves one of the problems, which is the massive pain in the the arse of boiling a kettle at two o'clock in the morning, and it's honestly. Can I just say three days I, I lasted, and then I bought it, and it was the best hundred quid I ever spent. I never used to let the the, the stuff cool down. <laughs> then you got to roll it in. The, you got to run it under a tap, then, haven't you? Oh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah no, what I mean is when I was making them, like, ahead of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just mix it while it was still fucking under degrees, and then... That's and the then... thing. They fucking... They get shitty with you about that. They're like, oh, if you leave it for more than two hours, uh, it's bad for it. Honestly. It's like, oh, honestly. Honestly. Oh, Elliot Fry's red flag. Perfect prep. Is that what it is, Josh? Is that what you've got? Yes, Perfect it is. Prep. We've heard there's some issues with not sterilising stuff. Mid- midwives, midwives don't like it. Because they don't like anything in my experience. They don't like fucking anything. The mid- our midwife told us that. I particularly as well. don't like I kids. Our midwife was like, "Oh yeah, there, there's been some studies that they don't they don't do a brilliant job of sterilising the formula." And it's like, well, you know, they they sell millions of them on Amazon every year, and the kids seem all right. So, so I mean, I'm, and ours has been absolutely fine. So you got to clean it. You got to get it. Also, by the time they get to where. Where you know your lad is now? Oh, fuck they're, yeah. they're, they're licking carpets. <laughs> exactly. He's lit. He's literally over. He's, you know, several but, times a day trying to stick my shoe in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> like the oral phase, as they call it, where everything's <laughs> going in the gob. Yeah, sand everything. And we're all. Oh proud. yeah, he ate. He ate so much sand last week. Like <laughs> uh, the guy could. He sort of lulled us into a false sense of security, where he just sort of sat and was like, "Oh, I'm going to put my hand in this, and it feels fine." And then the second that I turned away. I sort of turned back, and there's like a dribble of like sort of wet sand leaking out of his mouth because he's just shoved a huge handful in, and and you can't stop that. You can't control it. There's no, there's no right. There's no reasoning with him. He's just going to eat sand. Just, he's going to eat shoes. They're, they're wild animals until they're about four. That's that, that. That's just that's that's what you've got to deal with. It's it's that's just the way it is. Elliot Fry, perfect fucking prep every time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. shall we do some news now? I think we should, yeah. Um, there's not a lot of news because everybody's been being very respectful um, oh, this course. weekend. But, um, well, I suppose yeah, yeah. we have had another death, haven't we? 
in the news. Well, yeah, week. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't know when we wanted to talk about Eddie, but like, <laughs> I tell you that I was a hell of a lot more sad about that than I was about the one that everybody else was sad about this week, and it, I was surprised at how much it it got me actually. Because he was down in Pembrokeshire, and it was obviously on all over the Welsh news when it happened, and like just the little montage that they did on the on BBC Wales that night of his mm. commentary highlights was just you can't imagine so many of the best fucking moments of my sporting life slash life have been, you know, the soundtrack has been Eddie Butler being. <laughs> overly verbose and slightly ridiculous and and it's rugby won't be the same without him it really won't I don't think he was um, it's incredibly sad it's obviously very sudden um, and it's he was on isn't he on a trek he's on a trek somewhere he's dying yeah, he's asleep or something yeah he's in and Peru or something wasn't doing he? Yeah. some charity thing I think yeah and yeah. he's um, he's the same age as my mum which, you know, he's, my mum's a young mum, you know, so you know how old my mum is now because you know what mm. age Eddie Butler died at. But uh, these, uh, yeah, so that kind of makes you think. But it's, um, he's, he just, you know, more than anything, he seemed like a really nice bloke. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, everybody, I, leaving aside all his achievements, you know. Yeah, everybody that I've spoken to who sort of interacted with him in any kind of capacity, professional, public, or, mm. you know, personal, just says really nice bloke and like yeah like people i know who are journalists who work with him like you know in a very you know a very small field of non-pricks in the press gantry you know eddie was one of them and yeah like i only i met him once when i was a student um doing a thing at the arms park before a a blues game and it was literally a 30 second like he was having a cheeky tab around the back of the North Stand. <laughs> uh, and I was also having it. I sort of came around the corner having just interviewed uh, the Blue CEO at the time and was about to have a cheeky tab. And as he was finishing, I was starting up. And he was just sort of like, why are you here <laughs> two hours <laughs> before a game? Well, I'm just having up my fag in peace. And I explained, and he was just like, oh, fair play. It's a, it's a great career if you can get into it. Good luck and fuck off. And I was just like, oh, well, he didn't have to say that. Very nice. And he seemed like a really, really nice man. I haven't uh, watched the BBC tribute yet. I have, and I was okay apart from Brian Moore nearly broke on two occasions because <laughs> he basically just said a couple, he'd said a lot of stuff about, you know, mm. about him and I'm finished off with like, and I'm just going to miss him. And as he was saying that he had to like, he, he cracked and had to like stop talking and he quickly moved to somebody else, which is very Brian Moore. Actually, he's a very, um, it is. And he's he's definitely I don't know man it's it's one of those things and it? it's like I think we all are like he was very he was a very easy character to take the Mickey out of exactly you know what I've written down here it was easy to mock the mon- the montages but it was a reason why everyone actually fucking loved them to be honest <laughs> yeah and, well, and to be honest why they BBC always just used to get him to do them because like there's nobody better. and it wasn't just a rugby either was it you know he did it no, you know because he in the quality of his voice was just fucking outstanding they they yeah. can't he and he did have that. Um, Richard Burton recital. Well, you you taught Michael Sheen before. He has got that kind of Welsh poetic recital sort of background um, or inheritance, shall I say? Mm. Anyway, that he, he comes from that. He seems to he seems to rejoice in that sort of thing. The, the quality of the voice, the timbre of it, the way he does it. You made a point before about you said before about uh, overly verbose. I, I don't think he was actually. I think he chose words pretty sensibly. I just think he uh, he was quite grand. He, he wasn't he wasn't afraid of saying, "Yeah, florid. I've got a fucking yeah. brain and I know stuff, yeah. and I'm going to apply this to sport, even though you might think it's a bit daft." And I've got a yeah. lot of time for that to be honest. Because, true. Yeah, it's like um, I would I would take the piss out of it because it was sort of quite self indulgent in a lot of ways, particularly as he got the later part of his career, like the floridity of his prose did get quite silly. And yet I still loved it. And I still, I never, I still didn't want, like I never didn't want him commentating on a game, you know, like, 
I think it's. And I will miss him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I will miss his voice when Wales play next on the BBC, and he's not there. They made the point of the tribute. What it was a tough job to follow Bill McLaren, wasn't it? And he had to not be the next Bill McLaren. He had to be himself, mm. which I think he did. Interesting to see what comes next. I'm assuming Andrew Cotter will get the big jobs now. Well, I hope yeah. Andrew Cotter gets the big so. jobs. Yeah. To be honest, because he's uh, for the BBC, because he's he's pretty he's pretty decent. I remember he's when he wrote good. for the Observer. He had a weekly column for the Observer. I used to enjoy the Observer column a lot. He went through a weird period, and I stopped reading because. He went through, it's almost like he was trying something on. He started writing in really staccato, like eight word sentences for a, for a period. And almost like as if so, I'll just see how this, you know, I'll just try this on because I'm bored of writing like, you know, full sentences or whatever. But I'll tell you what, though, I mean, it's not just him. I mean, the, the, everybody who does a live commentary job, whoever they are, I don't care. I know we all take the piss a bit, They're but I've got a lot of respect for him because it's fucking hard work. Because, um, <laughs> Having, I have very limited experience of trying to write real-time prose that's acceptable when I do the Guardian stuff. And, I, and even then, you've got a couple of minutes to craft something exactly. before you've, you've got... Before, you've you've got, got to be quick, but you've got time. a couple of minutes to craft something yeah. before you post it. Whereas doing it in real-time, with no doubt somebody talking in your ear and trying to read stats in front of you at the same time. And that's why people like him and Cotter and a few others, and Jamie Lyle's coming up, isn't he? He's very good yeah, as well. Yeah, To be honest with you, I'd like to see the BBC sort of jump on Jamie as like there sort I of would, yeah. filling the sort of second like the, the current role that Cotter is in I think Jamie could do a very good job of that although they probably wouldn't have two Scots doing it would they no but I don't see why not you know, do enough to do it, it, no. do you know what I mean I mean if you don't you end up with Sam Matterface doing things and no fucker wants that do they do you know what I mean it's just nepotism but like um, oh, I tell no, you what it, though, yeah, it is going to mean that we're going to get an awful lot more for for inverted commas BBC balance reasons, that just means we're going to be injected with an awful lot more jiffy, and or me, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he's um, it's it's that usual thing, is it? It's only when when people are gone, you realize, it is, yeah, and you appreciate, and you know, going so young as well. Fuck me, you know, it's no age. <laughs> But I think the point, the point, the last thing I would make, what I like most about him is that he wasn't afraid to make sport, to commentate on sport like it was as intellectual and important a pursuit as anything else. Yes. And I think, and I've got a lot of fucking time for that because as we found out through the pandemic and as you find out every time, sport is a fucking enormous part of history, an enormous part of society, an enormous part of everybody's lives. And yet you're somehow meant to treat it like it's completely stupid. Which I suppose, because on one level, it kind of is. But also, it really isn't. It's a hugely <laughs> important part of the fabric of society and culture. We've, got a, we've got a really shit history in this country of how we treat sports. You know? so, I mean, the big, the, there's an argument to be made that one of the biggest cultural phenomenon that this country gave to the world was the game of association football. And we, and we only created a national museum to it in the last 20 years, I think. Yeah. Because it just wasn't important enough. We could we could spunk shitloads of subsidy on fucking getting another opera on the go in London, you know, but no money was spent on something like this. I'm warming up to something here, which I think I should stop because we could, I could go on for a while. But you <laughs> no, take my point, and I've got a lot of time for him because of that, really. Yeah, and it's important that we recognise that, you know, that without sport, most you know, all of our lives would be a hell of a lot of fucking shitter. <laughs> Let's be yeah. really like, and then I'm not just not mine because all my teams are shit. But yeah, so I know what you mean. <laughs> but it's it's just yeah, it's it's he gave sport the gravitas that I think it deserved, and yeah, I think I think we'll all miss him. Yeah, so well, you know, go well, Eddie. Uh, whatever Indeed. you wherever you believe he's gone to next or not would go well. Um okay, so back in the actual news news, Sam Underhill's injured again. Yeah. Different injury though, at least. It's yeah, at least it's not a concussion, but still it's just that guy goes no fucking luck, can he? No, twelve weeks out with a shoulder injury, that's him done for the autumn, which means if he's not fit for the Six Nations, well it'll be well we'll see what happens. But I suppose the thing, well, most worrying things for him himself because he just seems to have a. He, he seems to be becoming one of those players through no fault of his own. Yeah, um, but worryingly for England, they always look a far better team when he's playing. 
It's true. And he gets a lot of flack for not being the player that I think everybody wants him to be. But the, the, the unseen contribution that he provides to England, not least in allowing Tom Curry to be effective, um, is, yeah, he's a big loss and he always will be. What else have we got news-wise? What have you got? Uh, the Australia Rugby Union have uh, lodged an official complaint with World Rugby uh, over <laughs> Matthew Reynolds' performance on the weekend. And look, of all the decisions he got wrong on Saturday, I'm not sure the one that they're most... <laughs> do you know what? Of. I was going to do this later for the weekend, <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I've, you'd be surprised if I, I kind of agree. But we'll talk about it a bit later on. Yeah. yeah. But... Is it, but yeah, so uh, uh, an absolute waste of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, but yeah, speaking of Australia, I'm assuming they're, 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 they're demanding that their player should have been sent off. That's the crux of the letter, I'm is it? Not, I should hope so. Ask Quintapoya <laughs> Quint what he thinks of Reynolds' performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Australia, they're also down to ninth, uh, in the world rankings, which wow. is the lowest they've, was the the lowest they've yeah. ever been. Uh, Argentina also dropping to eighth, which is good news for Wales <laughs> and Scotland, who are up to sixth and seventh, respectively. Uh, without having played a game in two and a half months. Uh, yeah, Scotland now just won off their highest ever ranking of fifth. So they just Scotland just keep not playing games forever. Eventually, they'll be number <laughs> one in the people, world. Enough other people lose. Yeah. I mean, that was South Africa's strategy in 2020. It was, wasn't it, to be fair? Yeah, yeah. we're going to remain number one by not playing anybody. The um, According to Rugby Pass, um, Stu Lancaster is a target of Racing 92. Yeah, which 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 one amazing, but two it may have hit a snag apparently, which I'm assuming is because it's just a twat of a drive from Leeds. Yeah, how what are the Paris to Leeds like <laughs> flights like? But also apparently, Bode, like the Bowden Barrett's off to Racing after the World Cup. Like, yes. what a meeting! What a meeting of like contrasting personalities, and, Bodie uh, and Stu. And Manu is apparently <laughs> talking about because he's apparently leaving Sale according to rumour because Sale are after Ollie Lawrence to replace him. I mean, Ollie Lawrence is going to be a lot cheaper than Manu Tuilagi in about a week. But <laughs> <laughs> speaking of but which, I, I'm just, uh, I, can, yeah. I, can, I can just I can't wait. The other, the mad Fred, the Capri son owner of um, mm. of Racing ninety two, oh, no, he'll Capri never have negotiated. Stad. Sorry, Capri son's stad. Oh, sorry. Uh, the other rich guy. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what's for, I can just they've probably never had a salary negotiation like Stu Lancaster's is going to be because <laughs> they'll just sit there and I imagine he'll just he'll just stand there in the northern man stance in total silence and they won't have a single clue. What it'll be like when um when Homer was in charge of the union in The Simpsons that time <laughs> the, the dental plan. He just sits there looking like slightly bemused. We'll just stand there, northern man stands on, looking them dead in the eye. Yeah. Without, and they'll just go, all right, uh, $500,000, 500,000 euros a year. Oh, uh, okay. 600, 700, 800. Just blink. That, just, Please blink. <laughs> well, he's just stood there looking that face on. No, yeah. Jackie Lorenzetti, that's his bloody name. That's his name. Yeah. So, so yeah, sorry. That was a little tickling thought. Yes. Um, speaking of Ollie Lawrence, uh, there's still no end to the Worcester situation inside, despite uh, owners' promises that heads of terms have been agreed and that the sale will be in- confirmed by Tuesday. Uh, I mean, we've heard this before, haven't we? And nothing's come of it. Um, Dimes seems <laughs> increasingly fucking belligerent about the whole thing, and rightly so. Hmm. Um you know, despite staff and players sort of rallying around to get the games against Quinns and Exeter at the weekend played, like Dimes is very right when he says that like a professional rugby club cannot keep running on goodwill and volunteers <laughs> and like a tiny amount of money. Like these people haven't been paid in full since July. <laughs> Some of them haven't been paid at all. Uh Although the they staff- might they might accidentally be finding the only affordable model for professional rugby union. <laughs> it's true, yeah. It's all volunteers. <laughs> I stumbled mate. across it by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pay anybody. Uh volunteers <laughs> for everything. Don't even pay the ambulance. Um 
<laughs> yeah, it's a disgrace. Let's be real. Uh, the staff are going to go on strike on Thursday uh, and force the club into administration uh, if wages don't arrive in time. And I mean, it'd be fucking sad if that happens, but it's getting to a point now where it's just like <laughs> this cannot go on. We cannot have this sort of like it's Thursday and Worcester Worcester players don't know if their game is happening on Sunday because they don't know if they'll have enough money to open the ground. That's fucking mental. That's not what a top flight fucking sports team should be doing in 2022. Yeah, and it's hard to uh, make arguments about how you should be being professional in training still, etc. when everything <laughs> around you is the most unprofessional that. shambles in the world, you know. Yeah. When, <laughs> tell you them, know. Steve, not me. I know Steve. I just dropped the ball, but go fucking tell them. To get... <laughs> I did I did enjoy times after that game going like, oh, we're going to have a review because, you know, we we, we missed fucking shitloads of lineouts and we conceded 15 penalties in the first half and that's unacceptable. I don't care what's going on. It's like, no, no, Steve, 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 Steve. It's absolutely acceptable, mate. <laughs> like, being a sort of sketchy, undisciplined mess when you haven't been paid in six weeks and you haven't even got any Wi-Fi and your team, you know, your fucking media guys lost his Photoshop access because they haven't paid the bills. Like everyone's allowed to be very distracted right now. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just be glad that you've got 50, twenty-three players who are prepared to actually step on the field for you, given everything that's going on. I'm noticing quite. A, it's very sort of noticeable the ones who have clearly gone, and not, and you know, not unreasonably gone. <laughs> I am not fucking going on that field until. I know what's going on here because I'm not going to get my fucking ACL torn for a club that might not exist in a week because where's my insurance going to cover that, etc. Meanwhile, the SRU and Sale and numerous other people have stood outside the school gates licking their lips <laughs> waiting to see what's going to happen. It's fucking gross, isn't it? Trading gates. But yeah, a, oh. yeah, anyway. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll have Owen Williams at the Ospreys if he wants, but like, you know... <laughs> It's it's real fucking gross. No, it's bad, and it's shit. To be honest, you forget people think about the players, don't they? That there's there's an entire organization of people there who yeah. have mortgages and everything yeah. else. Um, it's horrible. Couldn't and, have happened at a worse time. There's no good time no, for it to happen, but there are definitely no, worse is, times for it to happen. This is, this is about as bad as it gets. Yeah, it's like the players. At least you know, certainly the the big name players will probably have money to tide them over, like the guy running the fucking club shop or whatever. Isn't yeah, and, and ironically, the bloke who's having to do all the financial modelling for how much this isn't going to work <laughs> yeah. is, is, is actually it's modelling his own lack of a future, yeah. her own lack of a future right now. Yeah, which is awful. Um, okay, so that's news. Have you got any it more? Is. Are we done? No, we're done. We should talk about the weekend, I suppose, which will include the uh, the, the Matthew Reynal nonsense. But obviously, if yes. you're not a patron, you don't get to hear it all. So you no, know what yeah. to do if you want to address that problem. You can uh, go to patreon.com for Earth, blood and mud and yeah. pay 20 quid and get it out of the way. Yeah. Thank you very much. See you all in a bit. Bye. Okay, so that's that does us for the weekend, I think. I think so. We welcome back our non-patron listeners after our chat about the weekend. Some absolute oh. gold, absolute gold in there. You just missed, absolute and we finish on on shit. Good, um, Josh. Have you got any shit for us? Uh, Gareth Davis and Reese Webb. I can't, I can't pick between them um, because they're all they're both just so bad and frustrating in different but equally damaging ways, and and it was in full effect at. The, uh, Parker Scarlet's on Saturday evening. <laughs> like Gas Davis genuinely might be the thickest rugby player I've ever seen. Um <laughs> like I like, like, like I can't put it any different than that. Um and Reese Webb is allergic to passing to anyone on his own team, which is a bit of a problem when you're scrum off. Um I just Kieran Hardy is so much better than both of them now. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Gareth Davis is still hey, let's, let's not talk about Alan Davis. Yeah, exactly. I'd have Alan Davis back to the Ospreys in a heartbeat. You know, <laughs> Thomas Williams, Alan Davis, and Kieran Hardy are so like it's mad to think that like for years the best two nines in Wales were Reese Webb and Gareth Davis, and it wasn't close. Whereas yeah. they're so, they're both so bad now. <laughs> you know, we're meant to be an evolving and learning species, right? I've got a little yes. bit of sympathy with Gareth Davis because I still burn my face when I open the oven. <laughs> 
you mean? Yeah, Even mate. though you know what's going to happen, you still open the oven and that blast of hot air hits you, steams your glasses up and like hurts your face. Yeah. That yeah. must be like Gareth Davis's entire like rugby existence. He's constantly <laughs> just getting like the hot air from the oven burning his face. And then he can't, and then he goes, Oh, I won't do that next time. I'll, I'll think about it differently. And then next time comes and he's there again, steamed up glasses holding a tray of potato waffles. <laughs> I drove past the housing estate that uh, used to be Stradley Park that um that the council basically paid you know the Carmarthen council bought off Lechley RFC and then built them a stadium as well um and i think about what damage that sort of however much the stadium cost like 20 million or whatever that hole in the public Carmarthen public purse must have done to the education system in in Carmarthen <laughs> in that in the budget you know in that sort of nineties, early two thousands period, and then you look at, and then all of a sudden, someone like Gareth Davis makes sense. <laughs> it's like somebody like you never had a fucking chance, mate. Like all, all of the money that should have gone to making you, you know, a sort of giving you a good education. Not your fault, to building, Not your to fault. building fucking parking. You were in a class of forty-seven kids <laughs> with a part-time teacher. I don't know if any of that's true, but it just tickles me to think about it. Um. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah, so uh, any more um, shit here? We've got Jamie Phillips has got in touch. He says, shit is the Dragons and the Cleveland Browns both can fuck yes. right off, especially Dean Ryan. I, I'm struggling in all good conscience to continue supporting and following the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you you sort of, man, you picked your NFL team at exactly the wrong moment, exactly the moment where they basically pulled off the sort of mask and revealed themselves to be the evil bats. I've always been a Browns fan. It's just that I've been more public about it more recently. Yeah. But to be honest, for years, of course, there was no Browns, was there, for a few years? So that was a no. strange time. But um, but yes, and now it's not because they're, you know, it's not because they don't win. I'm not looking for glory here. I think that much is God, clear no. from my history. <laughs> it's, it's, I just cannot handle the just disgracefulness around the, uh, the, the, they the, are, well, yeah, uh, the, the uh, sex criminal uh, that they've basically <laughs> signed. They so. are a genuinely morally repugnant team in every way, shape, or form. Yes. So I think I'm going to have to. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to just. I'm going to have to think about it because I can't be doing with it. I mean, if you yeah, want, so if you want like a free son of like experiencing what it's like to be quite good with the knowledge that at any moment, you know, literally next year the edifice is going to come crumbling down and you'll be terrible again as you have been for most of your 40-year existence. Um, you're absolutely welcome to be a Bucks fan. <laughs> Just like, like the second Tom Brady decides to retire again, we're going back to being like drafting top five again. And I've, I've, yeah. one, I've got a problem with the Bucks. One, the logo annoys me. I know what you mean. And I like two, do the Glazers still own it? Yeah. So you know what I mean? I'm not. I understand you're sticking with them. That's fine. But I can't volunteer for such an organisation. So I thought, you see, I was, I was just getting on board with some salt of the earth, tough up against it sort of team with the Browns <laughs> back in the day that fit with like Lee Rugby League. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. But no, instead, I've, as I say, I've been a fucking morally bankrupt set of bastards is what I've ended up following. And I can't I be doing with that. I feel like Detroit might be a good team to get on board with because they're obviously historically hilariously bad. Yes. There is- there's quite literally almost nothing more working class in America than Detroit. Than Detroit. Well, um, in that, yeah, in the in that it, it's so it working class there is no work anymore. That's how working class. It, it's so working class. It's ten minutes from RoboCop. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but you know they 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 they've played pretty well this season. They've got a good young crop of sort of interesting, good young players. Terrible quarterback. And definitely not going to win anything anytime soon, but they might not quite be such a laughing stock. I'm just I'm just writing down ten minutes from Robocop because I'll definitely be the title of this, uh, <laughs> which will confuse everybody when they're expecting a bit yes. of an edited section. Anyway, Ollie White gets into it. He says, following on from last week with a shit, as my week ended in work with being bitten by a child and ending up in minor injury requiring a Hep B jab and antibiotics that stopped me from Back drinking all weekend. To be fair, they didn't stop you. Stop yourself from drinking all weekend. That was a choice, Ollie. You could have drunk through the Indeed. antibiotics. Indeed. Have you got any more they, shit for a, a plow on? No, I mean I had Darcy Swain, but I feel like you've covered that. 
Pete Elder gets in touch. He says, shit is Glasgow Warriors. I've copy and pasted this on last season. That was a rough oh, result you know, Friday, was wasn't it? Terrible. So what happens when you make a winger captain? That's true. Um, he says, Pete says, obviously, though, good is I'm off to Old Trafford to cheer on St. Helens in the Super League Grand Final on Saturday. I'm not going. I'm covering it for the Guardian. Mm-hmm. This is a, literally the week before the Super the, the Grand Final. Every week, they get in touch with me and say, will you do this for us? Because they literally, I think, think about it about, you know, three hours out from it being done or something. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I'm doing it for the Guardian. So I won't be going. I'll be sat in here watching it. Um, Gavin Thomas gets in touch. Hello, Gavin, friend of the pod. He says, shit, the fact I'm going to have to fully convert to being a prop at 48 years of age. <laughs> that is the year to convert, though, Gavin. You can get another yeah. 20 years yeah. on your season, on your career there. Yeah, oh, if, you play, if, you play into, if you play until you're 60, the, the, the RFU will do a little story on the England Rugby website about you. So, you know, worth they it. They will. And, um, but yes, oh, front row, man. Turns you right for being big, Gavin. If you were smaller, this wouldn't happen to you. It's true. Yes, then Reese Thomas gets in touch. Says shit is Ospreys in the second half, and whatever the Dragons were doing Saturday night, plus Dean Ryan again. Yes, we've had Dean Ryan twice because it was that bad. It well, three times because we mentioned it now a bit as well. Uh, well. Let's move on to good, shall we? To finish us off for this week. Yeah, uh, Vader's Jester uh, says, uh, speaking of Detroit, uh, the Lions also have a guy called Amon Ra. <laughs> they do. They do. Some god. Yeah, he's, he's Amon good. Ra. Amon Ra. Yeah, he's a fucking beast this season. Amon Ra St. Brown. What a name. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, the NFL's got some. And actually, I do have a slight names. linkage in that my our Keith was married to a woman who I'm still, still friends with now, who's from Ann Arbor, which is not far oh, from Detroit Michigan. in Michigan. Yeah. So, so yeah, there you go. Maybe may, I'll, get, I'll, I'll take it under consideration. Um, good. Uh, well, just before we came on, on um, Josh, lovely patron, Dr. Alan McDonald, has just got himself engaged today. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. Well done, that is lovely. Alan and partner. Of course, you'll never forget the day that it happened, will you? Absolutely. Because not. you'll be reminded on, on this day in Wikipedia for the rest of your life uh, that... But yeah, congratulations yep. to Everything you both. Else happened Thank today. you very much yep. for your patronage. Have you got any good, Josh? Uh, yeah, good. Uh, Worcester Warriors women. Like, mm. obviously, the men did give a good account of themselves against Exeter on, on Sunday. But, um, Spirited. It said so. What, Spirited. Yeah, what the women did against Quinns the day before was, like, genuinely remarkable. Like, Joe Yap's team somehow took... You know, Quinns are one of the two fucking big buddies of the Premier 15s, as we all know. Um. And despite being unable to even train a couple of weeks ago because of the aforementioned club pulling their insurance because they weren't deemed as important as the men, they, you know, and, and in, in the league fixture last year, Quinn scored 66 points against Worcester away, right? Uh, and they came out 16-13 winners, which is just, I mean, I know it's the Premiership Cup and I know most of Quinn's England stars weren't there, but they're still fucking Quinn's, man. And Indeed. everything else that's gone on, for them to turn around and beat Quinns at home in the fashion, just an incredible, you know, display of guts, display of fucking... I don't want to, you know, we've moaned about patting them on heads, but, you know, <laughs> genuinely, it would have been an amazing result even if everything else hadn't happened. But the fact yeah. that everything else has happened just makes it all the more remarkable, so fair play to them. Jacob Parkman gets in touch. He says, good, is Bristol coming out on the right side of a result in an absolute comedy of errors? <laughs> I mean, sure. I don't know. I've, only seen the, I've only seen the highlights of the Bristol game, but I'm going to assume that given that Wasps were involved and they were involved, that there was shenanigans and hijinks and silliness. David Lowry says, good, is this week McCloskey leading the Chargers also to make a great statement to start the season? Yes, agreed, mentioned earlier. It's going to be a force um, for emerging Ireland, I say. <laughs> Grant Taylor gets in touch. He says, good, was watching rugby in, at Keswick RFC and it's beautiful, beautiful scenery. Yes, quite <laughs> a backdrop there. Yeah, um, I bet. Graham Golden gets in touch. He says, good was Edinburgh and Blair Kinghorn at 10 for the club. It's annoying because he's a great fullback, but his form at 10 for Edinburgh is wonderful. How can't he carry it over to Scotland? It's almost like international rugby requires you to be a bit better. Isn't it's, it? it's, it's, it's the speed in the head thing. Who was that? An actual rugby coach was talking about that. I think it was Warren Gatland was actually talking about how for 10s especially, seeing the game, you know, the game slows down for them, the more for the right players at the right level. 
All the uh, best players in any sport is a combination of the best skill set with that, isn't it? Yeah. I think the ones was... that end up in the top echelon, it's it's that. Yeah, I think he was talking about George Ford, actually, and the way that George Ford sees the game. Uh, exactly. And, and some players just don't have it, and it's a f- maddening thing, but, like, you can't you can't sort of coach that in a lot of ways. Craig Hogg gets in touch as good as Worcester's media team for their team news release this weekend, <laughs> making live a situation. Yes, it was very, very good. If you haven't seen it, it's the one where yeah. they, they basically posted a terrible graphic saying that they had no yeah. Photoshop or... Uh, yeah. yeah. Stu Clark gets in touch as good as that Darcy Graham try, which was yeah, the second very good one, wasn't it? Yeah. If it was Cheslin Colby, everyone would have blown their loads with superlatives. Uh, maybe, Stu. It was decent enough. It was good, though. Yeah. It was very good, but like, yeah. No, it was very good. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm very good. I just think if, che- if Colby scored it, it wouldn't have been seen as one of Colby's outstanding tries, I guess. No, it would have been. It was a very good try. But it was, you know. And finally, Jacob says, "Good is Theo McFarland." Oh yes, fuck me, he was good for <laughs> Saracens. So good. Oh, a handful, good lord. I just love his like his his speed of ball transfer, which I'm guessing is a basketball background thing. Well, he can just do everything with either hand, can't he? Yeah, but the speed with which he can he, he can scoop a ball up in his left hand and within the same movement, he's offloading it with his right. And it's like, how has that ball got from one side to the other? <laughs> and it's just, uh, yeah, he's so much fun. He's a big part of why Saracens are likeable now, to be yes. honest. Agreed. Have you got any more good, finally, before we bring this um, Joe Hawkins. Uh Got rave reviews for the under twenties over the summer. Um, he's a twelve to get excited about, I think, because he, you know, he. I mean, let's face it, Wales are not <laughs> not overwhelmed with good twelves, but he looks like, despite all three other centres on the pitch being full internationals on Saturday, he was probably the best one of the three. And like, he's big. He hits the line well. He's got a good kicking game. He's nice pass. Like, I don't want to build up the hype too much, but, like, whoever replaces Wayne Pivak after the World Cup is going to have a, a, a quite a little player there after a year or so of pro rugby, I think. OK, that brings us to a close in the first proper original lineup episode of the season. We'll be back next week. Thank you sure. all for tuning in. Those of you on the live stream were waving goodbye. Those of you who aren't were saying Bye. goodbye. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.